0: I have to, uh, it's, it's a new Mario now. I've got the new profile photo, so I need to act different. I need to be more professional. I need to have music. And why is there a profile photo of Imran Khan? As soon as we announce that Imran Khan space, let me get Scott up. As soon as we announce that Imran face, space, our, my, my followers from Pakistan just blew up. So I'm grateful for everyone from Pakistan. Didn't expect that. Yeah, I can see, look at the guy, gentleman, H Butterfly 33 sending me love hearts. What's up, Mickey? You're making an enemy of David Sachs, man. I retweeted it, and you ruined my relationship with Sachs. What are you doing, man? Um, all right, Scott, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing today, good, man? Good. I'm, I actually read the agenda today, so I'm, I'm I don't feel as
1: unprepared, even though it's not much today. So it's one of the few days where there's not much on the agenda but there's i read a lot, yeah there's a lot to talk about i think it's just not necessarily new to today but i think as each day passes with all of these sort of news cycles we're absorbing a lot more and there's definitely a lot to to go over
0: yeah um and then okay can you invite oh, there's joshua frank i just invited him uh, i'm just sending out all the invites um but in the meantime just to talk shit for the beginning because we don't have music because i haven't prepared that yet um did you see the, the tweet that we're getting Imran Khan? I don't think me and you spoke about it yet.
1: Yeah, it's insane. Uh, that's it's gonna fucking be, mental. It's going to be bigger than in Elon Musk space. Um,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get Elon. Um, so I'll ask him again tomorrow, today, maybe. Hopefully, he'll join. That'll be epic. Because it's like a perfect example of citizen journalism. But we're worried he's going to get arrested uh, today. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about arrest pending today. So hopefully... Because I, I got... Uh, what's his name? Me and Rand were meant to chat too. Thanks to Rand, were meant to, to interview Tate, Andrew Tate. And then a few days before we had the interview with him, he gets arrested. And now if Imran Khan gets arrested before he comes on our show, um, the rumors will begin. <laughs> <laughs> some, Nobody's some, ever gonna going to accept begin.
1: our invites again, ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, man. Like I invite Trump, he be like, bro, no way. <laughs> no way. I'm being indicted. Once I accept your invite, I'm going to get arrested. Yeah, Ran, I've sent you a co-host invite. Thank you. you're welcome um all right i think we i've sent out all the calls and advice so we're, we're good to go we'll give it a bit of time for the audience to join mario you think you're going to get every presidential candidate at some point i mean you said i don't
1: said
0: know biden biden won't. biden won't yeah 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 rfk yeah we did rfk's uh announcement of his running yeah. for president sorry i should um, have
1: asked if you were going to do any uh living um presidential <laughs> yeah. candidates, not zombies
0: okay well number one with you saying things like this maybe i won't (laughs) so (laughs) get some water come on let's go (laughs) and number two i probably won't get gensler either um but but um yeah we're trying we're working on it like rand by the way you guys have incredible an incredible network like we thought we've got a pretty good network and then when we we started working together it's like we can literally reach anyone in the world
2: because we've got such different networks um like i don't know how the hell. scott is the master scott's uh I don't, I don't know how scott
1: gets the access to him I, I, I seriously, uh, what's your uh, what's your magic scott to, uh, tell us uh i i don't know i'm nice to people I, I i literally don't know well obviously i have an amazing producer which uh helps tremendously and i think you just get momentum you know uh you get uh one guy and then the other guy sees that that guy is there but honestly i think just uh general networking and uh long history of got, things uh,
0: okay okay Scott I've got another question for you but Danish I see in the audience if you have five what I want to do Danish if you get have Danish up here get him up. He, I don't I don't know if you'll accept but what we want to do now is we want to start doing like a quick so Scott you do a quick crypto update in the finance space and then Dan and then Danish will come on here and do a quick macro update in this space um just so we can cross pollinate plus it's also cool now Danish has a habit of coming in the audience and just ignoring our request to come up he, he does that sometimes but I, I want to start doing that from tomorrow of Danishan, if you have time. You can do it throughout the space as well. But Scott, I want to ask you again while waiting for the audience to join. How do you do it without just bullshitting around it saying, yeah, my team, I
1: love my team. They're incredible. Genuinely. Well, no, to, to be honest, to, to be honest I, I mean, as a life policy my entire life, I'm not afraid to ask for what I want from any person that I that I want it from. And I think that that's generally been it. Um, you know, uh, talk to a girl, go talk to the girl, talk to a celebrity, go talk to the celebrity. You know, I did it in my music career and I, I think it works here that if you you shoot your shot, you have no chance. How'd you meet your wife? She talked to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, yeah, I was DJing at a club in New York city actually. And, um, she, uh, uh, we had a mutual friend who was a photographer and she approached me and we started talking and actually then I, she left and, uh, we reconnected like six months later. Through Facebook, of all places, because it did the uh, people you know, and uh, she reached back out to be on Facebook. That's exactly how it happened. Well, Great.
0: Congr- well, congratulations! How did we meet? I think uh, who introduced us? Uh, no, I said have, you not, have you met Scott's wife? Have you met Scott's wife? I haven't met. I haven't even met Scott in person because I don't travel and he doesn't come to Dubai, so we've never actually met in person, which is ridiculous.
2: I I I would say that Scott is completely out of his league, bro. If if I were to be. By by like by by like a hundred <laughs> decks
0: Yo, oh, by the way, Ran, Ran, uh, if you so Robert Wolf is coming to South uh, to to South Africa December, and I might come with him. If I come, yeah. you got a host. Yeah, we're meeting We, are, we, we here, bro.
2: We are here. We're not going anywhere. Here. But I'll no, be meeting Fred. I'll be meeting Fred before you. Just uh, I love you, but I'll be meeting Fred first. I'm coming. It's, you should come. It's it's the best. It really is the best place to be in December. And I I, I say this. I, I Having traveled all around the world in December is looking for the best holiday to places like uh, Florianopolis, Brazil um, To Mexico to you name it Argentina, you name it I, I went all over the world and I found that the best place in December was actually Cape Town It really was Yeah, and, really and was. Uh, just uh,
0: just has uh, joined up um, I've brought up Umbrella uh, as well, that get you guys to meet him quickly Red is, is the lock Go of run and run anyway Fred is the best. Fred never comes up. Fred is business a brand's business partner for everyone. I've been pushing him to come up. He's been rejecting, so I've just sent him an invite. But look, you guys don't join here, so we talk shit, and you don't care much about us. You just want an update on the market, what's going on. So we're gonna kick it off with Danish. Danish does the finance space in the morning with Scott, and uh, you know he, he covers macro stories. Danish, um, one of the best hosts I know. Give us an update. Well, you know, five five minute update or longer well, if there is more updates.
3: Really quickly. Well, how's it- I have to say that uh the it seems like the crypto updates are not going to be finance updates since all the financial institutions own all of the crypto so it's it's starting to become the same space i have to yikes yikes (laughs) haha funny not funny (laughs) like y'all have been working for the past few years to make crypto retail and then gensler nukes all the crypto uh, crypto bros and gives it to the wall street bros i have to say I'm not saying that Wall Street is winning, but it's kind of working out a little right now. Uh, th- th- I-, I just had to say yeah. that. I just had to say that. I'm not trying to start a rivalry. I'm just saying the truth. No, but when you say, so Dan, when you say Wall Street is winning,
0: but doesn't that doesn't mean crypto is not winning as well. I think for crypto to win, it does need Wall Street's
3: adoption, whether we like it or not uh maybe but like i mean you guys had your own exchanges right like i mean we we know about binance and coinbase and others now i know coinbase is powering one of the big uh exchanges that's coming up from wall street and maybe it might be a win-win but but let's to try to try to behave now like uh crypto is, essentially we're not picking winners and losers that crypto is really meeting up to its promise crypto is going to become another financial instrument for the fractional uh, fractional financial system I'm pretty convinced of that's what's going to end up happening. You guys can disagree with it. Short term or hold on, short term or long, long term? term? 100% long term. It's actually going to become a part of the existing financial system, and that's what's going to happen. I agree. I agree with Danish. Yeah. I agree
2: with him. I think that it's just going to be integral. I think the the lines are going to become so blurred that it's just going to be. It's like the internet, you know. W- who cares what it's built on and who cares how it works. All financial instruments are going to be traded on some kind of blockchain. It's it's a fact. It's just whether it's going to happen
3: in ten years or twenty. And years, and, and this concept of like decentralization and ownership and all of this other stuff that people were promising for the past few years, unfortunately, it's just beca- going to get financialized and institutionalized, and essentially will become a part of the existing fractional system. That's just what's going to happen. I
1: yeah, do. Yeah, I disagree. I think that the bulk of it will be exactly what you guys said, but that will actually push plenty of people into DeFi and decentralized. Just maybe less people in the United States. But I, I think that uh, you, you're under we're undervaluing or under discussing the amount of people who are unbanked and underbanked, which was the entire ethos of this in the first place. Who will continue to use these products as they evolve, as their bank, as their you know transfers, as their payment method, as their wallet. That may not happen in the United States where we need it, but it's certainly going to happen with stable coins all over the world. So, listen, I think it's, they're two very separate narratives. I, I think we're always taking this United States-focused approach to, to viewing this because that's where all the news is, as if the rest of the world doesn't exist where they actually need these things.
0: I guess. Um, but
3: I, I wanted to give a more yeah, we'll we'll macro about,
0: too, Mario. We'll be about, Yeah, before, before you do the macro thing, Danish, first, like, you know, can you, can you ha- come out with a better mood next time not sitting here shitting on us when you're the guest of honor, uh, but, you know, as Danish shits on us, let me let me just give an update for the audience. Number one, I want you to tell me in the comments, it's the bottom right corner, if you agree with Danish or not. Um, and look, Danish, you have a point. When, when web, web 1.0 came out, it was meant to be all about decentralization, and it did nothing but centralize our world further. Um, so the whole concept of decentralization, while I believe in it, it is an experiment. I think it will succeed. I think now we've got the technology through blockchain for it to succeed. Um but it will be a process and there may be even more centralization before it decentralizes. But as as a species we've always opted for centralization and convenience but we'll see and um, hopefully i'm wrong listen, and, and i'm betting on decentralization
1: you know, first first I, I want danish to give his update but then i want to go to sid specifically and dave who are actually building these things because i think they will prove that what i'm saying is correct but danish let's get that macro update first
0: yeah before before he does let me just give a quick update for the audience um so in the bottom right corner tell us if you agree with danish or if you agree with scott in terms of whether decentralization will work or not that's number one number two Tell me if you like my profile photo or I made a mistake moving away from the punk. That's a big debate. It's happening right now. So comments, bottom right corner. And number three, if you're an investor and have portfolio companies, there's the pinned tweets above as usual. You can email us if you want your your project to come on the show or get a shout out or work with our incubator. So just go on the tweets above. You can either email us through there or um, DM or comment, but preferable I is mean, email
2: because Ryan will kill me. I mean, um, I mean, viral probably now is a great time to talk about the fact that we've got a we've got a sponsor. We do sell sponsorships and advertising on 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 the show. There's a tweet. There's a tweet, and we've actually got a we've got a, a sponsor that's joined us, uh, which we'll talk about Matt, later on the show today. Um, yeah, so we, we'll talk about them for now. What you need to know is that there is is a tweet. The, the name of the sponsor is called Planet, and they've partnered up with. The, I, I know who it is, but I can't mention the name until they reveal it. I'll so say
0: this, Fran, a... let me Let me say this about the name and I'll continue to talk about it. Just for the name, Ran mentioned the name. We had a fight today because I didn't believe it. But obviously they proved it to me. So just to let you know that it is a pretty legit name. And it took us, uh, we had a whole debate like, holy shit, is that true? And we had evidence. So that's, it is a pretty impressive name. Um, yeah, continue, so don't, Rand, don't sorry. check
2: it out. Don't check it out. It's a pinned tweet. At, uh, the sponsor is called Planet um they are doing something amazing taking care of the planet like we we do vet our sponsors you know we really don't want to be involved with anyone that that we don't think is is real um and they are really doing something amazing for the planet and they're doing it with someone who is known as the goat as you can see the 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 meme that they've got is all about the goat you can try and work it out uh it will be we'll probably amount in the next two to three days who the goat is and when when the goat when it happens I think it all come together for you to know exactly who Planet is, but in the meantime, check it out. Um, I think you'll be very, very, very impressed. Yeah, it's on. It's on. There's a tweet on Rand's profile, so go to his profile. So I've also pinned
0: it above, and just to give you a hint about the goat, it's not me. So just it, gets, it makes it a bit easier for everyone to guess. The goat is not me. Uh, but yeah, Danish. It's obviously Michael Jordan. No, <laughs> Danish. 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 Uh, let's let's go through the update. Yeah, let's go the uh, macro, macro update. Quick.
3: Yeah. So it was really interesting. You guys were talking about the planet. So. Um, uh, the number one thing that happened today is a Kentucky congressman has now in, is introducing a bill today to ban uh, funds from using ESG. And there's been this whole movement, anti ESG movement, and say that these fiduciaries should focus only on profits. Now, as a reminder, this has happened before and was actually vetoed as part of another bill by Biden. But this could, this is, uh, you know, this is noting a shift in a uh, bipartisan perception. And by the way, that last bill had three Democrats that voted for it. There's a high likelihood that more Democrats are going to vote for this. And so there's a there's this anti ESG movement that is and we had a pretty deep discussion on our spaces at eight o'clock uh, Eastern uh, that uh, around this. And, you know, a bunch of really big names came in and talked about why it's good, why it's bad, why it's irrelevant. Uh, but it was very, very interesting to go through that. Number two, the so that ESG movement thing, it, keep stay tuned because there are some people that believe that this movement towards ESG investing is actually causing a lot of the troubles that we're having with supply chain in America. And there's a huge movement towards that.
0: Number and two, Danish, Danish, what, just in 30 seconds, what is, what is ESG investing?
3: Yeah, so it's about environmental, it's about sustainability, and it's about governance. So what they're talking about is you know, uh, things that are supporting uh, maybe climate-related activities and trying to be good for the climate, they get a higher score. Uh, If you're focused on sustainability and other measures, uh, you know, local sustainability, other measures of sustainability, they get a higher score. And then governance-wise, if you have, uh, you know, more diversity on your board, more diversity in your leadership, you get a higher score. So it's the scoring system that allows people to be able to tell Individual retail or ultra high net worth or institutional investors. Hey, by the way, you're making an impact, and here's the companies that we're going to. If you invest in this fund, uh, we can uh, we can do this. And what's what's interesting is there's been such a movement towards this that uh, that uh, ultimately it's become this uh, it's become the main driver. And one really interesting did bit about this: most ESG funds have higher fees, so the actual Wall Street uh, brokers and 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 people that are making and the hedge funds that are running these ESG funds are actually making more money doing ESG, uh, you know, pound for pound, uh, than compared to just doing profitability only. And if you're thinking about retirement funds, this place where they're starting is ERISA, which is the retirement funds, and they want to change the actual laws so that retirement funds can't focus on ESG and should only focus on the pensions that they provided that they talked about for the retired retirees and any any beyond ESG
0: cuz we're going a bit too deep just general yeah, market yeah. update how the markets looking and we, I think we'll move to crypto very
2: quickly yeah
3: so the, so the markets are at 295 I'm sorry
2: go ahead Rand. we need to- we need to move to crypto cuz the market's at 295 and bitcoin is ripping oh
4: go ahead
2: and <laughs> one we'll, we will move to crypto there's a lot to talk yeah go ahead run go ahead what? Ryan, anyone yeah guys who's giving us an update on the crypto yeah i'll give you a quick update quickly so uh you've got bitcoin now at 29.5 ethereum at 18.45 bitcoin dominance 51.29 so it is very much still a bitcoin rally very 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 interesting what is going on here initially everybody said this was a short squeeze um then uh, Key Young Ju, who owns CryptoQuant and does a lot of on-chain research, said, actually, hold on, this is actually not a, a short squeeze at all. This is actually driven by spot buying. And it started, there was a heavy spot buying, which started yesterday. Specifically, that spot buying happened on Coinbase and specifically uh, a lot of U.S.-centric spot buying. Now, why do I say that that's interesting? Is because if you think about where the war on crypto was declared, it was pretty much in the in the U.S., and if you think about where all these institutions are actually making the moves, it's also in, in the US. And so it feels like now there's a whole lot of US related FOMO to get back into Bitcoin. I'm not saying crypto yet, although it is starting to go to to trickle down into the into the uh the the crypto market. And now that spot buying has actually started to cause a whole lot of shorts getting liquidated. Only only now, like only in the last couple of hours have the shorts started to actually get liquidated.
5: Hey, Ryan, I want to add to that just really, really quickly. Oh, sorry. You can go ahead, Vinny. Uh, hey, uh, hey Ryan. So before I jump in, do you want to just tell everyone what you and I disagreed with on your show last year about Bitcoin dominance?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Vinny's article. Vinny said that Bitcoin dominance will
5: go through the roof. And uh, I said it, it won't. And, and Vinny was right again. About 50% and run right exact words where that'll never happen.
0: But what, what, what was the reason you set it back That Vinny, Vinny, what was the reason you set it back then? Is that exactly what happened with the SEC now?
5: Well, no, that, 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 was, that was partial. Like the, the, the belief after last year, after the whole collapse that happened in 2021 is that look, um, there's a lot of scams out there. There's a lot of coins that are pumping dumps. There's a lot of things which are just, they got bad holdings and distribution levels, like too many, you know, too many whales holding coins looking can dump. And. You know, when these things start, when when you see the carnage in the market, the, the the safe haven is Bitcoin. I mean, we know this. People in crypto go to Bitcoin, and what's happening now is exactly that thesis playing out to a, a to a different degree. Holding securities or deemed securities by the SEC will make compliance teams cringe, right? So if you're if you're an investment fund or, or bank or whatever, uh, and I'm not, I'm not banks in the US don't really hold crypto, but if you to like a registered a registered investment sort of advisor or fund you're gonna be thinking, having a second thought about anything that they've called out on that list recently uh, as securities, and you're gonna be dumping that stuff. And you're gonna be like, "Look, I still want crypto exposure. Um, you know, Bitcoin's basically market beta for crypto. Let's just take the market risk and not worry about you know outperforming it right now. And Bitcoin looks pretty cheap at these levels. And so, even personally, I've been buying more Bitcoin, you know, substantially more Bitcoin, um, and and you know, Lightning you know, Mail weights and alts because. The, the the risk is that these... So first of all, demand is drying up for alts. Um, there's n- no new alts coming on the market, which kind of helps a, a bit, I think, as people are consolidating their investments. But um, you know, people are selling out of all the altcoins, and especially the ones that haven't moved in a while, you know, there's no signs of life. And you're going to see this decompression. It's like a, it's like a, a seesaw effect, right? Um, when Bitcoin tanks, like it did, uh, 5,000, know, 20% nearly, uh, from its high, people can be like, oh, this looks cheap. Let's go and sell some other also, or let's take cash on the sidelines and buy Bitcoin and write it back up. Bitcoin is still uh Vinnie, It's still raising. bound. um
2: yeah. question before you go into is this not what happens every single cycle where we think yes. that... I mean, I, I remind you, me and you actually had this exact same discussion in, in the last cycle, and I remember that when everybody else moved, there was a, the altcoin reckoning, so to speak, and that was the flush out of all the old narratives, all the EOSs, and all those other uh yeah. old narrative coins. And everybody went into Bitcoin and ETH was I think trading at eighty bucks if, at the time or seventy bucks or something like that. And then ETH yeah. emerged yeah. ETH emerged ETH emerged out of the cycle and a whole lot of other ones actually emerged out of the cycle. So isn't this the same pattern just repeating itself and just getting And what was and level? what was the what was the dominance back then compared to now as well, Vinny? Uh I can't
5: remember. I think but dominance went up to seventy. Dominion yeah, or, 70,
1: you, see yeah, yeah nice. you have to remember though that back then dominance didn't include stable coins because there wasn't 120 yeah. billion dollars worth of stable coins in the market right. it also didn't include the fact that we print 700 meme coins a day
0: yeah, yeah. but dominance right now is 55 percent excluding meme coins yeah. Sorry, excluding stable coins sorry
5: so so I mean let's put still that pull that aside for just a second um m- m- people trying to buy into crypto are not buying Anything which you has know, been deemed as security, they are buying Bitcoin and they're probably buying Ethereum as well because the CFTC and C SEC can fight it out or whether it's a commodity or not. But I think it's Ethereum is reasonably safe. That's it. So you've got money flowing into those top two coins. Let's say Bitcoin is probably taking 75, 80% of the new money in. Ethereum is probably taking 20% at this point. And you've got the Bitcoin halving coming up, which has a psychological effect. The inflationary effect is minor this year. But yeah, you know, it does take it does take selling pressure out of the market. So I, I think we're we're consolidating the twenty five to thirty k range for a while now, and I, we we may not break 30, 31,000 in this sort of um, movement in the range. It might go back down to twenty five k, but with people sort of lining up waiting for it to break. When it breaks over thirty one, it's going to go on another run to to the next level of of, of, of resistance. Not sure where that is, but. I, the, the new money's not flowing into, at least in the U.S., money's just not flowing into alt, uh, And you can speak to the trading desks. Um, there's just no one really buying alts. So I mean, you get the DJs trading it, but that's about it. Um and they can't.
1: Yeah. And they can't, and, if you will. They're, they're being deemed securities here. But, Rand, I, just really quick, I want to go back to your original point, not only about the fact that this is being spot-driven, but something that uh, is also worth discussing. Obviously, GBTC... Because of the discount and because it still is the asset that's available to people who want to put this in their brokerage account went up 17, 18% uh, while Bitcoin went up 5 or 6%. MicroStrategy, Riot, Marathon, everything Bitcoin adjacent that people can get their hands on in the United States, especially institutions who can't buy spot Bitcoin yet or have a limit on it, has been absolutely pumping out of control the last 36 hours. So this isn't even just, if you want more evidence that this is spot-driven and not short liquidations, everything Bitcoin adjacent is getting absolutely massively bought up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I did my whole show today. A large part of my show today was actually on this GBTC discount because we, we've we been telling our community to buy it since the GBTC discount was at 48%. And what we said is, at some point, this discount has to close when when we get close to ETF approval, which means that anyone who did that would have made the 13% close of the discount plus whatever the upside of bitcoin which was always the thesis and today our thesis is actually starting to get vindicated um now the question is would i be buying it now um no and i'll tell you why i just think that these narratives change week after week after week so this week's narrative is this blackrock etf and that's why the etf related bitcoin etf related uh shares in this case are moving up but i think that next week it'll be a different narrative and then the GBTC discount will drop back again. So I think, to be honest, I think a lot of people have missed this trade. My feeling is, you know, maybe a little bit more upside, but the risk return now is, is not a great risk return. There's still a long road between where GBTC is today and it becoming an ETF.
1: Dave, you're giving a thumbs down. Love to hear it. What do you- yeah, I mean, I,
6: I, well, I agree with the last sentence that Mario said. I do think it's a long road for GBTC to become an ETF. That That's probably true. Uh, Most likely, it will it will require um, some arranged marriage, as we discussed last week. But I think that what I want to go back to what you were saying earlier, Scott, because I think it describes the rally pretty well. And look, we do our Monday shows, and you've been hearing me say this for months now. The fact is, there's two use cases in the world of crypto. There is, and, and this is why you could be a Bitcoin maxi when it comes to money, but understand that there's technological innovation uh, when it comes to DeFi and there could very well be future use cases there, but the money use case is extremely important. What do people, what captures the imagination of the average trader, the average, not trader, the average investor, the Uber driver who every single Uber driver who have, hears me say something about coin routes, starts talking to me about Bitcoin. I mean, it's, it's literally a hundred percent of the time. It doesn't matter. Normal people, what is the, is the narrative they hear? They hear digital gold, digital gold, digital gold. Now, what does digital gold mean? Digital gold means that Bitcoin takes over for the monetary part of gold. And we could debate what the monetary part of gold is. I generally look at it as about 75% of gold's market cap, and I'm happy to explain why, if anyone cares. But at any event, we know that gold demonetized silver because silver really isn't monetary anymore. And that digital gold narrative would imply a Bitcoin price of 20 times the price that it's at today, 20 times. So Bitcoin is really still trading like an option on that that, that, that adoption. I've said that before on the show, but I want to be clear what that means. What does it mean? It has nothing to do with decentralization. It has nothing to do with banking the unbanked from the U.S. investor's perspective. But Scott is 100% right. There's two narratives. So at the same time, we have people using it, for other reasons and understanding for currency hedges, etc., we have U.S. investors, and the BlackRock announcement means something. What does it mean? Right now, the average person, and 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 I talked about this on your show on Monday, Scott. My brother, the financial advisor, told me point blank, he can't do anything with Bitcoin, despite him having read it. Follows you, Scott, and 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 understands uh, he can't put customers into because he has no 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 method to do so. There's a wall of money out there that it's not a wall going to come crashing into Bitcoin, but literally that is excluded from investing in Bitcoin. They can invest in gold through GLD, IAU, et cetera. There is nothing to invest in Bitcoin that is that gives them that, that ability. A actual ETF would do that. And just to, to what we're talking about, you know, the 60-40 portfolio at replacing gold or augmenting gold 1%, 2%, maybe as much as 5% in people who are really aggressive. But that's a double digit trillions of dollars. And so the fact is, is we've been talking about the macro with Bitcoin for a while. Vinny used the words accumulation phase. I've been saying the same thing, which is pretty much every sell, every, you know, sell off is met by patient buyers who are averaging down. Now, what happens when the script flips and there aren't a panic sellers for those patient buyers to buy from? Well, they average up and they don't chase FOMO, but they average up. Now, what happens when there's more buyers because now all of a sudden there's more people can enter the market? What happens? That is the bull case for Bitcoin, period. It, It is it has nothing to do with financialization. I don't understand why anybody in the Bitcoin community would hate that. Where the bear case is, is do people start making, you know, structured derivatives and shorting into it. And I mean, who knows? I mean, I've heard people speculate that JP Morgan wants to short Bitcoin. I frankly doubt it uh, for lots of reasons. I think maybe when it hits 250,000, they'll be shorting the crap out of it to make a quick trade because they may be able to crash it down to 100,000. But at these levels, I don't think anybody large is interested in shorting Bitcoin. So I don't think that's as big of a deal. There is an issue of financialization, but that's kind of the point here.
1: Really quick, Dave. Uh, sorry sorry to don't sorry, interrupt no. you really quick. We do have a bit of breaking news here. The U.S. House Committee to Vote on Crypto Stablecoin Legislation in July just came out that that is actually going to happen and we are going to see a vote on that. So I think that that's actually pretty huge considering we've been waiting. Now, I'll believe it when I see it, but considering we've been waiting for an actual vote on any of these, uh, I believe there's over 20 bills that have been proposed with relation to stablecoins and crypto Seems like we're going to start to actually get some answers from Congress in the next 30 days.
0: And Scott, maybe link this to Powell's comments about stablecoins quickly.
1: Yeah, and and at the same time, I'm digging into it right now, obviously, in the news. But uh, Jerome Powell said that it would be a mistake to leave Fed with a weak role on stablecoins. And we see stablecoins as a form of money. I'm uh, digging through the video right now and uh, looking for a tweet that we can pin. But yeah, I mean, this is... (laughs) It's pretty crazy that uh, that uh, Powell, in his comments on the Congress floor tomorrow, he will be on the Senate floor, is talking about stable coins effectively in the last few minutes, and that we're actually going to start to see a vote on these legislations surrounding them.
2: And, and you know, if someone I think... could go ah probably worth mentioning around this bill that I think that I think the the current bill um, doesn't allow algorithmic stable coins or non non fully backed stable coins in the US and I think that's it, it it has negative implications on things like DAI. I think it also have negative implications on things like USDT because I think the stable coins that would be allowed in the US need to be regulated in the US I remember there was something like that. I don't know if there's anybody who can maybe shed some more insight on what what the implications will be. Has anyone
0: looked into it? Anyone on the, on the if no one's on stage looked into, I'll try to get a speaker that could comment on that. And that and then kind of links to the next question. I see Capcos, you're sending a lot of emojis. If you could DM us, if you want to comment on this particular question, DM us and tell us what qualifications you have. We'll bring you up if you don't mind instead of all these emojis. But Ran, are you holding? Do you hold any
2: USDT? Yeah, um, I hold I hold uh, approximately fifty percent of my USD reserves in USDT, and another another fifty percent in USDC. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was in. I was all in USDC, and then what happened with the USDC? What happened? And then I went all into USDT, and then there was the USDT replay, and I was like, "Fuck this I'm going." It's like, screw this. I'm going into but I'm going into fifty fifty, and that's just the way it's going to be. Because I know the narrative, or a small narrative
0: that was being discussed earlier, is that BTC is the safest bet if you want to hold in anything that's closest to being stable or a safe haven in crypto. BTC is a better option than stable coins with the current lack of
2: clarity what do you think about i mean look the majority of my money that is allocated to crypto is currently allocated into the market and the majority of that is obviously allocated into uh into bitcoin but um with that said you know we do keep some dry powder that we can invest in in the case that there is a market dip now if there's a market dip and Bitcoin goes, I don't know, for whatever reason. If Binance, you know, if there's DOJ charges against Binance or whatever else, if that happens, you want to have some USD reserves. Now, if you do want to have some USD reserves, you don't want to, ex- you don't want those exposed to crypto so that you can use them to buy the dip, so to speak. Well, then where do you keep them? And I, I don't know. I think for me, the safer strategy is just a, a basket of
5: USDC and USDT. Vinny, I'd love to hear what your view is. There. I have a question for you, Ron. Where do you think? The tens of billions of dollars worth of USDT's holdings are being held. Where do I think that they're being held?
2: They actually gave a breakdown, and it's in, 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 in uh, mainly in, in T-Bills,
5: basically short data T-Bills mainly. Okay, um, obviously, they have to have some cash as well. So yeah, they, I mean,
2: they, they gave a breakdown the other day. I think we, I don't have the, t- the tweet in front of me, I think it was actually yesterday. When there was there was a, they gave that um, they 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 gave a, a breakdown of exactly where the reserves are. Yeah,
5: my, my biggest concern with USDT is that the U.S. government is taking basically an angle going on going a war with crypto, right? And I, I don't think it's far-fetched to believe that they're going to hunt down and find whoever the custodians of these uh, bonds, uh, these treasuries, and cash are, whether it's banks or whatever, and try to seize it. And they've tried to do this in the past already. So USDT, the token, represents the the sum total of all the the cash and cash Agreed. equivalent these guys are holding in various institutions and places, and if the U.S. government is able to track down where it is and and freeze or seize these assets, the value of USDT plummets. And so, yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but we also have a meeting in this sort of regulatory environment where they're getting very very aggressive. So, I wouldn't personally touch USDT right now. So, where would you put your money? Would you put your money into USDC? Yeah, I think USDC is the safest option at this point.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, we were in USDC, and the reason why we we exited a little bit of our USDC holdings was because we felt that USDC was too exposed to the United States. And the problem is, you know, with the US regulatory attack, you just don't know what their
5: next move is going to be. Yeah, but the US government can't, they, they, they cannot really freeze all the USDC assets. Um, and take it away, like they, they, they you know, they, they could sooner do that than they could
2: do a USDT because they, the
5: assets are really they could do an, they could have done it they could done they could have done it a long time ago they could have done it so the valley bank went under they could have done it.
1: They did it by the way that would that would massively screw Coinbase
5: yes but but they, they and, and they would want to but they haven't done it so that tells you the fact that they haven't done it means that they. They, they, like from a, just a pure regulatory perspective, uh, constitutional right perspective, they can't really do that, okay. But USDT is unlicensed; it's out the country. It's uh, they can argue it's aiding and abetting terrorism. They can use the the you know the, the Patriot Act to go after them, whatever. It's a little different, run. So I'm just I'm just cautioning you that I personally don't hold USDT, and I I just don't like the look. Of the- I
2: agree with you. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Vinny. And to be honest, I'm uncomfortable holding USDT or USDC, but you need to have a, like we have a very small percentage of our crypto portfolio which sits in what we call cash. And that is to capitalize on any opportunities should there be a market. That's where we keep what we call our dry powder. I mean, I don't see any other option of where to keep it. I'm not going to keep it in die. I'm not going to keep it in because if if USDC goes down, die is going down with it. Um, where else do you keep it?
5: USDC USDC. I really think USDC is safe
1: here's my question so obviously we just broke that news that we're going to get a vote on stable coins in the next month or so but uh and there's a consensus i'm seeing a lot of places barenberg a uh, major fund said today this was broken in coindesk stable coins DeFi likely to be sec's next target in u.s crypto crackdown so if that's the case if the sec is going to come after stable coins but we also have congress Looking to legislate around them and somewhat at least protect some of them. Does that mean that stablecoins become the next sort of major battleground here between regulators and legislators uh, for this market?
5: Yeah. And in, in, in my opinion, the only stablecoin that will stand up to scrutiny right now uh, at scale is is USDC. USDT is not going to set up scrutiny at all. Hold on, hold on, hold on,
2: hold on. Let's just agree on one thing here. All of these. USDT, USD-backed stablecoins are all securities. Uh, We had this discussion on this space before. It's very simple. They're not backed by USD. They're not backed by USD equivalents. They're all backed by a basket of T-bills, bonds, uh uh and debt but, but no but that no uh, but there's no uh, expectation of a gain that's exactly. not, you're, you're not you're exactly no your Exactly, no, yeah. you're both wrong you're both wrong no. you're both wrong and i'll tell you i'll tell you i'll tell you why you're both wrong we, we had this discussion on the spaces last time there's two reasons why you're both wrong the first thing is if usdc depegs and i bought at 91 cents in the expectation that it's going back that it's
1: going to be 100 no oh, that's so false dude that has nothing to do with the you actual asset that has to do with
5: traders trading it on an exchange yeah, it's like it's like in my yes. Nike sneakers. In my Nike sneakers, I paid a thousand bucks for drops down to eight hundred. Is it a security now? Jumping in, yeah. That 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 wouldn't make like the investment in a common enterprise
7: type aspect of how we test stuff. Like it's that's you know sort of pure secondary market trading. Doesn't
8: seem like it would stand up there. Yeah, but remember, folks, uh, the how we test is the only part of the definition of a security. You know, all of these uh, concerns about, you know, is there an expectation of profit? Is there a group and everything? That's only a small subset of the overall definition of a security in the United States. The overall definition of a security is very broad. It includes all kinds of things, including debt, including stocks, equity, uh, bonds, CDs, uh, and investment contracts. And then this thing called investment contract is defined. And then that was further clarified by this court decision called Howey. Which, which sets up these prongs and everything. Most people focus on it and say, oh, if it meets Howie or doesn't meet Howie, that makes it a security or doesn't. But the, but the definition is actually more broad than that. And it includes all kinds of instruments. If you, you can look up the definition, it's extremely uh, long and broad and courts have held up that it should be interpreted broadly. I'd, I'd also add, we had
4: uh, five lawyers over at our office yesterday and, and one of the things that was mentioned is that the Howey test historically has only been used for primary issuance of assets. It hasn't been used for secondary trading, right? So the idea that something started as a security and then became a non-security, right? And so if, if the argument is that, okay, if it de I don't think that holds up to, to how, I mean, historically, at least how Howey's been used. And we've seen so it I, argued actually in the library case that it's potentially, I mean, John Deaton
1: literally like, American hero fighting for the little guy, making basically them say that the secondary sale there is probably not a security. They're fighting for the same exact thing in Ripple. I don't and I don't think to Josh to your point people understand the implications. I was talking to James Murphy, meta lawman, and he said if these secondary sales are deemed securities, that's basically the that would be deemed retroactive as well. And think about all of the funds and uh and vcs and everyone in the united states who has bought and sold these things which would effectively be retroactively legal if all of the secondary sales were deemed securities so it's very unlikely they would be
0: yeah but so ryan just on your point regarding uh stables being securities you've made the assumption that there's a, a, a you know people would want to make a return if it depegs. has have you spoken to other attorneys that share that same view I mean, we've had multiple attorneys on
2: on the spaces and on my show,
0: and they've made, but they've made the same point that there's an expectation of a
1: return. Like you can make that argument, yeah. legally make that argument, because it's just so, it's just. Seems... What if it never pegs That's ridiculous. No offense, but that, that's ridiculous because yeah. they're not meant to depeg. That's a, that's a that's something that's not. But even if we, if there if there's any legal grounds to it, they could you know they could
0: try to twist it in their advantage. Like I, I've just. And for attorneys to make that point, that means it's even a valid discussion, which I'm I'm surprised it is. Guys,
2: you're not investing in stablecoins. You're, you're investing in a fund that is managed by a bunch of fund managers
1: at Tether and at USDC, and they sit there and there's an
2: investment.
0: But you're not expecting a return, yeah, you're, and you're not expecting a return either.
1: You're using it as money. You're not investing in it at all. They're investing, so potentially the what they're doing on the back end, but yeah.
2: Look, I, look, I'm, as I said, I'm not I'm not a lawyer. These are just Opinions that I've got on the show and on the spaces and to me, it sounds like they could easily be challenged as securities. Uh, you know, and I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised. Let me ask you a question: Why, why did the SEC go after BUSD and Paxos to because attack finance? And then why did why did they not go after no, no, USDT, which is? On. But on point. what grounds? But on what on. on what grounds on what grounds did they attack them? We don't know the grounds. We just know that it was enough to scare Paxos and finance. right,
5: right, right. USDC was on its knees, literally, with the whole uh, Silicon Valley Bank debacle at eighty cents. And they they could have let them. They could have just let the whole thing collapse They because they were seizing USDC. That's not part of the recovery. We're not going to rescue it. Um, you know, it's a they
0: can't. But they, how? How? Hold on, hold on. How can they rescue Silicon Valley Bank without rescuing? Yeah, exactly. How can you do? You, no, yeah,
5: oh, They them. could. No, they could have excluded it. They
0: totally. They, but 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 Vinny, if they consider it, is it? The, yeah, but it's also too obvious. If they call USDC a security, that's a better way of doing it.
5: They're not in a rush. If they were, no, they would have no, taken no, action a long time no, ago. No, 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 Guys, they could have easily said these stable coins are, uh, you know, securities that are facilitating money laundering and illicit trade and terrorist financing and we're freezing these funds. They could have totally done that.
2: No, but that, that, would, that it wouldn't have been in context of the bank going down. They would have done it differently. And they can still do that today. And by the way, um, I had a discussion with a mutual friend of ours, but I'm not going to mention his name in case he doesn't want this discussion to be to be on uh, to be public. Uh, he called this 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 um, altcoin rally or this uh, Bitcoin rally and this altcoin demise um, uh, very early on in, in the game, and he said to me, "This is exactly what's going to happen. The SEC is going to come after all of these securities." and at the time I thought, oh come on, man, you just you know you're just becoming a Bitcoin man. Including stable including stables. So he said he, they will start off with these security with these securities and in inverted commas and then they will go to stable coins. And I said, Well, how the hell are they gonna ban stable coins? And he says, look, they've got many, many tools in their arsenal. Uh they many, many tools in their arsenal, including, including if a an instrument is linked to the US dollar, <laughs> and that instrument." is used for activity, or for funding terrorism or for whatever else it gives the us a, a a right to go after that instrument or that or that 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 person or whatever else and that's just one way that they could end these stable goods but that's not as a but right that's not as a security though that's that's a whole different
8: argument now Direct, yeah that's a different thing that's what i've been saying <laughs> no i yeah, no, but like- no but i think your your original point I, I you know i actually agree with you ram you know that that it is a security if you look at the definition you know, again, people are getting caught up on this. How are we saying that's only one that's like one thirtieth of the definition? You know, if you look at the definition, I just looked it up here. It says a um, whole bunch of stuff. Security means any note, stock, treasury stock, security, future based swap, bond, debenture, evidence of indebtedness, on and on and on. And then you get down here. Certificate to deposit or group or index of securities. Uh, treasury bills are securities. So if you have a group of treasury bills, that is definitely a security, 100%. I will hold on. Know. But you're saying, but, but 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 Bruce, are you saying that the the Howey test is one thirtieth of the definition? The Howey test is not the. You can you can the Howie test is only part of it. If you if you meet the Howey test, you're a security. If you do not, you could still be a security. You know the idea, like you you mentioned the thing about uh you, you know looking at the efforts of others for profits and assuming profit. Yeah, if you're talking about Howey, that's relevant. But but there's ways to be a security that you don't have to you don't have to meet those things.
4: Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. Sure.
8: No, I'm not a lawyer, but guys, if you have a document, if you have a, if you have a proxy, if you have a,
2: a token that represents an investment, uh, it, no, sorry, a holding, yeah. even an investment, a holding in a fund that is actively managed, you cannot tell me that, that is not security. I mean, right? Form- any it doesn't even have to be actively
0: managed. Even so hold on, guys, guys. Even if I know we're not lawyers, but even if there's no expectation of
8: a return, that Correct. something just. Sure. Yeah, the no. of return is a howie prong. That's a howie prong. Howie is not the whole. thing. De- you can look up the whole definition. I mean, it's really easy. Just you know, definition for security in the United States. I we I always the, I've the, done this.
4: The CFTC disagrees, though. I mean, if you look at the the March the March, uh, Binance um the the, the March um, uh lawsuit that they brought against uh Binance, I I'm gonna read from directly from the CFTC. Digital assets include virtual currencies that are digital representations, blah, 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 whatever. Certain digital assets, including Bitcoin, ETH, Litecoin, and at least two fiat-back stablecoins, Tether, USDT, and the Binance, BUSD, as well as other virtual currencies, as alleged here in our commodities as defined under Section Nine of the Act 7 USC. So the, the CFTC... A commodity dis- is a security. They did not mention USDT. They did not mention USDT. No, no, but they did mention they did mention BUSD and USDT there. A commodity is a, sorry. Just just to be clear, a commodity is a security, but
2: in US law, commodities have been carved out of securities laws, but they are securities, and you've heard Gary Gensler say that, that thing as well.
0: This is so confusing. I, I, look, it, I want to move it one, st- one step ahead, Sid. I'll let you answer, but also. If stables are considered securities, what does that mean
1: for crypto? Go ahead, Sid. First, your thoughts.
7: No, I was just going to say. Um, I mean, conceptually, things like Tether and USDC are closest, you know, closest to like Disney Bucks or Disney Money, right? Like, if you think about the utility that we all get from using them, it gives us the ability to trade, you know, to to, to buy and sell stuff on chain without having to use fiat to do so. So it, it, it's like an integral part of the utility of any smart contract ecosystem. And, you know, you you purchase it not with the intent of making any profit from it, but with the intent of just using it for, uh, you know, for buying other stuff. So it is, uh, like, I, I think if you look, I know the Howey test, we've sort of gone past that, but like looking at the Reeves test and family resemblance stuff, it's just hard to say that anyone is... is purchasing this stuff with any expectation other than just using it to buy other things in the same way that you know we purchase like Disneyland tokens or things like that 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 give us purchasing power in a in a given ecosystem
8: the idea that you have to expect profit to be a security is an incorrect assumption a lot of people are making that assumption because they're familiar with how but that's not it's it's not the whole piece of it. It's it's only one little piece of it. That's the piece about investment contract. There's about 30, 40 terms in this definition of a security. A no a stock, treasury stock, security, future based swap, bond.
0: Defense Bruce or... Bruce, can you give us can you give us examples of securities that are not that that people don't
8: expect to return from that exist well, today? Exactly what Rand is saying. Money market funds. Um, You you know, anything that's not an investment contract, if something's not an investment, so if you go in front of a judge and the SEC says something's a security, the judge is going to look at this definition and say, what is the definition of the security? Does it meet the definition? And if it's something, um, I mean, you could have equity, for example, where you're not, well, that's a bad example, equity, where you weren't expecting profit or some other thing where you're not expecting profit. There's things that are that are designed to maintain level. There's things where you're actually designed to lose money because they're they're a hedge versus something else. You know, you you're shorting something. You know, there's all kinds of different things that are securities. But the main one that I think is relevant to this is if it is a group or index of other securities. Always, when you have a pool of other securities, including T bills, that's a security 100 percent always. Because otherwise, people could just put a bunch of securities in a thing and have a new vehicle and say, oh, this isn't a security. So. Um, so if it holds T-bills like a fund, uh, you know, that that's a security for sure. And money market funds, you know, are very similar to stable coins for those people who know TradFi. Every major firm, Fidelity, BlackRock, all these guys have their own money market funds. And those just stay, um, you know, right in, you know, basically like a cash equivalent and sometimes have a return. Those are all securities. But, 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 the, but the definition is what matters. Forget about Howie because you could just ignore the howie piece howie isn't part of the definition by the way investment contract is part of the definition and then a court case said howie is how you define investment contract but you could just delete that piece out you could delete that piece from the definition you still have all things. Uh, so, so
0: bruce, that- bruce let me let me ask you another question and and we need to get another space on this with with a bunch of attorneys guys cuz this is uh, you know uh, 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 this is pretty surprising to me to say that something could be a security without an expectation of a return It's something that I didn't know and something I've never heard mentioned. But Bruce and Joshua, my next question is, if stables are considered securities, what happens to crypto?
8: Well, it would be bad. I mean, in the United States, I think, I mean, you know, a lot of these things are surviving outside the United States. The United States used to be the end-all be-all of the global economy and could kind of dictate things. And I think a lot of the people in power are living on the fumes of the past and they think that they still have that kind of global power but you know things like XRP and stuff like that even if they're banned in the US they still have have worked elsewhere so these large stables like Tether I think will 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 still exist but you know it's certainly a big problem um, you know and and one of the big problems by the way with when something is a security whether it's Ethereum or a stable coin is in the United States it's severely Limits how people can use it. You know, it it limits wallets. It limits application. You can't just custody it. Basically, no firm can work with it unless they're a registered broker dealer. So it's kind of the kiss of death in the United States. Whether it's a stable or you know Ethereum or anything like that, if they're named securities, it it significantly limits the. You know, we should be talking about that with things like Cardano too, because you know SEC is alleging Cardano is a security. That's, you know, very very detrimental. At least in the U.S., you know, I think they'll be fine outside the U.S., um, but you Know it, it, it does have a uh, pretty significant impact if something is, is named a security in the US. Yeah, I mean, well, they you, said Cardano, Solana, it.
2: they said Cardano, Solana, uh, Coti, uh, Matic. I mean, they've, they've, I think the message that they're saying is anything can be a security, or certainly any
4: proof of stake token can be a security. I mean, the yeah. media literally cannot use it, right? So if you have, for example, this. Starbucks partnership with Polygon to use Polygon. If Polygon is a security, Starbucks would not be able to use Polygon, right? It, it creates a huge problem. The same thing goes... The coin, to- the, the coin or the actual protocol, though, Josh? But you need the... Kind of both. I
1: mean, you obviously need it for gas fees, fees and stuff. Yeah,
4: you need the coin. So, so you literally could not have any... And, and, and keep in mind that there are non-financial uses of blockchains, right? That just become totally... It, it's, it's a huge problem for Layer 1s. But also, it's a huge problem for stable coin because there are, you know, use cases of stable coins which are, you know, obviously their financial nature because they're actually using stable coins. But there's no, you know, it might not even be a trade or an investment. You might just want to use stable coin. I don't know as an in-game currency to interact with something or, or anything else, right? Which becomes completely impossible if they're if they're named securities.
0: All right, guys, let me let me. I want to ask, uh, go back to discussing the markets. And I don't know we've got Gareth and Patrick here guys can you uh, if you don't mind can you give us an update on wh- where you think the market is at now and could we could we say that we've at least likely seen the bottom and and we could see a a, a reversal either ongoing now or in the near future in the meantime before you guys go coin sorry just yeah clear,
1: mario let's focus on bitcoin not all markets right now
0: oh
2: man i think it's great that we got gareth here because gareth was on my show yesterday and uh, on the show yesterday, Gareth said that if we broke above that 27,500 level or whatever it was, then you would turn more bullish. And if we broke through 30,000, then, then you're then going into full bull mode, bro. And guys, and guys, before you respond, Scott said
0: only do Bitcoin. Um, listen to Scott, but if you want to be nice to me as well, just mention some else as well, at least ETH. Uh, and maybe Sol and Polygon would be nice to get an update. Yeah, on I that. just
1: didn't. I, hope, yeah, I just didn't want to dive into forex and stocks and uh, you know gold. Oh, and, oh yeah. Just so I, I wanted. I wanted Bitcoin and, and maybe a bit coins. of alt. Yeah. Ah, oh, perfect. Good. Thank, yeah, thanks, Ryan, guys, I, being
5: nice. And before you, I, sorry, go, Vinny, go ahead. Yeah, uh, right I was just saying I said the same thing. Once Bitcoin goes over thirty-one K, basically, it's going to have a very big run until the next resistance level. I'm not sure where that's going to be exactly, but why? Why thirty? Why thirty-one K, Vinny? Because that's we've been range-bound in that range for a while now, right? So we've been the bottom of the range is like twenty-five, the top of the range is like thirty-point-five, and there's been a lot of sideways acc- uh, accumulation, and so the market's building up for a breakout through that. Now, I, do I think it hits? And it's a 50-50 at this point. Do it goes to thirty-one? Does it break above, or does it go back down and re- you know, revert down to uh, you know a, a higher low, maybe twenty-six, maybe twenty-seven?
2: Let Mid- let Gareth yeah. have a shot here because Gareth's actually been super. Gareth for me is one of the most accurate chartists out there. He, he, I get him on my show quite often. He's called this this rally very, very, very well. He told the whole community is shorted thirty thousand. Um, Gareth, talk to me about what you see now, specifically after we had a show yesterday.
9: Yeah. So so like we said, you know, per that show, we did break through that 27,000 area and that's led to this bigger pump where you get short covering, right? I mean, it was a, a bullish consolidation pattern down. Uh, we broke out above twenty seven thousand and then the 31, 30 to thirty one is a huge level. So so I'm bullish up to that level, and then I'm I'm a skeptic, right? So so the way technical analysis works is that until proven, um, you you remain a skeptic at supports, whether supports or resistance levels. So the reason why thirty to thirty one thousand is so, so key for Bitcoin is it was basically the mid cycle twenty twenty one lows. So if you remember in early twenty twenty one, we ran to sixty we then dipped and we kept on hammering on 30,000 over and over again. And then we ran all the way to 69,000. So psychologically, we're now at the underbelly of what what was formerly support. It's now resistance. So, So that's the level that I'm watching for. Now, if we do break through 30,000, 31,000, and we hold above it, then then I got to say that, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, the lows are in for the cycle at 15.7. A lot of people would argue that they're already in. I just remain a skeptic because, again, I've seen rallies in bull markets, like, and I pointed this out, I think, yesterday on your show, Rand, is that in 1929 to 1930, the markets fell 50%, and then we rallied back 50% before dropping 80%, right? So so we've had these type of big rallies, and you just have to let the markets kind of press themselves before you jump on board the only other thing that i would mention and i know i was supposed to 100 keep it to bitcoin um i will mention alt um i did take profits on a solana trade it ran into that 17 dollar level so i was long solana i'm still long cardano as well as matic looking for a little bit more upside but why gareth? are
0: very why gareth why especially with the recent news i'm surprised to hear that
9: yeah, so, so I bought them last week on the dip. There were some technical levels. And, and just keep in mind for everyone listening, I'm a shorter term trader. So all I'm looking for is a little bit of a float up and then I'm grabbing my gains off. For instance, on Solana, I bank 10% with, with members, right? So so I'm not looking for mega moves. I'm not I'm not getting married to these things where I'm holding for a long period of time. It's much more of a shorter time frame trade based on oversold into technical support. And then also if Bitcoin is going up, the idea is that Bitcoin can lift all boats a little bit. Or, or rising tide lifts boats. So so those were just a couple little tidbits there. So again, keep in mind, we're already out of Solana, already booked that. And then in the money on on Cardano and Matic, but looking for a little bit more here as we approach that 30,000 level on Bitcoin. Uh,
2: Gareth, look at, I just tweeted an ETH chart. Uh, Mario, I don't know if you can just go into my profile. It's the last tweet on my profile. Um, yeah, I'll pin it. And it looks, like, it looks to me like ETH just broke out of a, a channel that it's been in for a long time. I think we spoke about that channel yesterday on the show. And I think, yeah, I, I mean, is I, I'm, I'm very keen to hear from you if it, if, if that, that 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 channel has been broken out of.
9: Let me take a look here at ETH here. Um, Bear with me. By the
0: way, while while waiting, um, I don't trade. Uh, Ran, I don't know how you have the guts to trade. Scott, are you a trader before we give no, the mic back trade. to Gareth?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's all I did oh, for shit. a good decade, but now I don't as much because I have uh, no time because I'm talking to you idiots all day
0: we've saved you losing a lot of money so you're welcome thank you mario thank you you don't, hold on which which tweet do you want me to pin ran hold on i see i see, I see
2: it did it didn't actually tweet I mean, it, i'm going to tweet it now quickly but it, it shows it shows the channel i'll quickly tweet it for you guys now and then you can pin it
0: uh, in the meantime while ryan is pinning this and gareth is researching something just a good reminder for the audience to check the pin tweets um you have to scroll through them the last one the latest one is the sponsor which is planet which i know we'll talk about at the end again um, so they're a sponsor of the show. You should definitely check them out. They've got a pretty exciting announcement coming up. And the other two are for any project that wants to come on the show as a sponsor, or I'm trying to. Conv- oh, we're going to do Shark Tank pitches as well. If you want to join those pitches that we do, um, or you want to work with our incubator, so email us in the pinned tweets above. In the meantime, Gareth, um, Ryan is tweeting his uh, little prediction. He's tweeted it now.
9: Let me just, while, while Rand's tweeting that, just let me point out one more thing is that one thing that I'm finding intriguing today is that today we are seeing a big sell-off in NVIDIA, in Tesla, in some of these big cap tech, and we're seeing it's almost like there's a rotation of capital, and, and it does make me wonder if there was money that was hiding in you know things other than crypto and going into these tech stocks, which have made all-time highs ridiculously, and now you're seeing maybe some money flow back towards the crypto markets as people gain confidence in in crypto again specifically bitcoin and eth
0: so so gareth just check the pin tweet as well from ryan if we're seeing an eth breakout um would like to get your thoughts it's tweeted by Ryan, so definitely take it with a great assault up. just a heads up
9: Yeah. Yeah, So, so Ran, your, your technical analysis is definitely getting much, much better. Yes. So, so you are above that trend line. So the key on that, when I'm looking at that is to say, okay, where does it close today? Right? So intraday, these levels can get pierced all day long. It's where does it close at the end of the day? If it closes above for me, I never chase this stuff, right? If you look at this, Ethereum's already up from $1,700 to 1850 right now. You know, as a technical trader, I'll never jump on board. But what I do do is I make a mental note and I say, okay, let me watch to see, does it make a bull flag and stay above this levels. If it does, bull flag signal consolidation or re-energizing the move. And then the next leg, I'll look to buy in. So, So you have a potential breakout here. But again, let's see where it closes today.
2: But didn't you tell me didn't you tell me that um you always buy the breakout or the retest or was that Sheldon? one of one of you told me that you you wait for the breakout don't buy in the channel if you get a breakout you buy the breakout
9: Yeah I I don't buy the breakouts I, I I purposely have lost way too much money thinking it's a breakout and then getting Same. fooled so So I, I instead, I instead look for, I say, okay, it's broken out and it's confirmed. Now I watch for the pattern to form afterwards, which essentially think about this, like you run a marathon, that's your breakout. You run that long of a marathon. You can't get up and just run another marathon right afterwards. You need to refuel your body. You need to rest your body. So when I look at charts, I look for that sideways chop, which is the refueling process before the next leg up. And I'll buy that refueling
0: process. Uh, Gareth, before we go to Patrick to get his thoughts on everything on the markets, uh, everything you're saying excludes any black swan events. And in the horizon, there's so many black swan events, it's really difficult to use technical analysis.
9: Yes. Yeah, it, you know it's it's very hard when you get these type of crazy moves, especially in crypto. Crypto is such an emotional asset, right? You know, the less institutional involvement, the more emotion, because it's more retail investors. So, so people in crypto have to be ready for that, right? I mean, you have to allocate the proper amounts in a portfolio, knowing the volatility. No, but, you're but, but, be so, so what I mean, g-
0: g- so what I mean by this, Gareth, is this the announcement, the SEC crackdown, the 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 what was the thing, the Senate hearing, uh, Scott? Is that what you're referring to? um we saw the comments by the by the feds by powell um we've also got you know a lot of things happening in the background we saw the etf applications just so much shit is going on it's very difficult to use tech. so i was like technical analysis plays a small role in what the markets are doing is that a face i thing? don't know
1: mario i will tell you though mario it was all in the chart you know and, yeah. uh, this time like it, it went right down to twenty five thousand area which pretty much everybody was watching and that's the Got pushed there by the bad news, and right at the perfect timing, the good news started to come in, and that was the most predictable level for. A but pound. The, so you could make the argument. I, listen, I I, I I love technical I, analysis, but uh, if to yeah. fight back, here. So I used to look at people like Scott and think to myself,
2: I'm going to be honest, Scott. Like I, I used to think to myself, what a loser these guys. Yeah, I, st- I still think that. that. I agree. Yeah. I still they, think they, that about they, myself. It's fine. Hold on, no, no, no. They, they draw lines on charts, and and they really think that the charts are going to come back to their line, and you show. You take three chart lists, you show them the same chart, you'll get six different opinions about 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 where the price is going to go. And I'll always say this to you, will always say to you, if it goes up, then X, and if it goes down, then Y. Like they can never tell you, listen, it's going up now. They say, if it goes up, this is the level if it goes down. But the truth is that since I then started following people like Gareth, and I did uh, Gareth's course, and I did Sheldon and Sheldon's course, uh, and I've been following Scott's stuff, um, Man, you can't argue that there is something. There is something in this in this uh, um, uh, technical analysis. There is something. So, 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 can I can I can I make a
0: counter argument? So studies have shown that trading in general. I don't know about technical analysis. So, but there there's a lot of studies that show that trading just in general doesn't work unless you have a whole team you have algorithmic trading or you have behind the scenes information unless it's an inefficient market and crypto today is it still at least bitcoin is it still an inefficient market as it was before because altcoins are and there's a good argument to be made there but bitcoin is becoming especially with institutions coming in it's becoming harder and harder and gareth i say this with all respect because obviously you're making a lot more money than me i don't even trade but it's just becoming harder and harder for technical analysis to work and that will only become harder as institutions come in more and more
9: yes so i would just counter that and say that I've actually found it to be more of an irrational market. Even the stock market's gotten more irrational because you've had more of these individuals ever since 2020 with COVID, people have just, retail has just flooded in. And that's actually been dangerous for traders too, because it creates these kind of super spikes. We saw GameStop, AMC, we saw the crypto, you know, all coins in 2021 and Bitcoin. And so you have to be actually very, very careful because things do get irrational very, very quickly on a trading basis. So so I would just counter that, you know, my bread and butter, is stocks and commodities and i use technical analysis every day and and weirdly enough it works and i'll say this last little bit here the reason why technical analysis to me works on all asset classes that have volume is because you're not trading the asset what you're doing is you're analyzing human psychology remember every market is made up of millions of people and emotion doesn't change Five thousand years ago people were still fearful and greedy just like they are today and that's really what you're trading when you're trading charts
0: yeah, I kind of misspoke. Before going to Patrick, I misspoke. The more efficient markets become, the 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 more likely technical analysis is going to work. Because then you've got enough data, you've got enough traders where 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 herd mentality works. So if anything, yeah. uh, maybe technical analysis didn't work before because crypto was too inefficient. But trading in general, like the because w- w- I've had many discussions on this, trading in general tends to work in inefficient markets because you've just got the opportunity to know information before others. The competition is limited. Or, you know, have information that others don't have and whether that's right or wrong, it's your problem. Now, I'm a horrible trader. Even though I used to have a crypto punk, I'm very, you know, very, very traditional. But let's get a quick update from Patrick on the markets. And, and in the meantime, just for the audience, let us know, do you like those technical analysis updates? I actually enjoy them. Um, and I'm, even though I'm talking against them, I follow Gareth's advice. So I'll probably be buying into the market when we break through 31K, even though I'm a horrible trader. Um, but
10: Patrick, I uh, would love to get your thoughts on the markets. Hi, guys. Yes, well, look, at Gareth, uh, I've had him on my show a couple of times, and a lot of what he says, it's true. It's like everybody, that's why I want to ask all you, you, the Bitcoin guys, look, is it, is the price going up in Bitcoin for you justifying your thesis? Oh, the price going up, my thesis is right. And let's say Bitcoin goes to 5000 Is that going to change your thesis about the utility of Bitcoin for like whatever you decide it is? Like I'm buying Bitcoin because it's uh, the new money, whatever. That's something people have, it's confusing. I listen to the guys, the, the fundamentalists of Bitcoin has to go to the moon, or it's, it's the next best thing. And then after that, there's the traders of Bitcoin. So often it gets confusing. People think that thesis, the price has to go up to justify the thesis. But at the end of the day, it all depends. What do you want to do? Do you want to be right on your thesis, or you want to make money? So, if you want to be right, you want to write a trend, right? Look, I I, I nested some charts, but I guess uh, they they got removed from the nest, so I put them in the tweet. Oh, you can put them. You can put yeah, put them in a tweet. And just we'll put We can put it above this in one tweet. It'll be good, Patrick. Okay, good. Well, I put them in the uh, in the tweet in the Twitter uh, space tweet. I don't know if somebody could grab. Oh, them perfect. And, and yeah, them. I'll do I'll I'll do it now for you, Patrick. So, look, I don't want look. I like. Gareth is on a smaller timeframes and I'm a big macro guy, you know, and this is what I tell often when I, I get into hiccups with the Bitcoin guys and I say, look, you got to be careful. Everybody says there's a halving cycle every four years. Bitcoin, you know, it does its thing. But guys, you got to zoom out. We've been, the, the stock market has been there for 100 years and you'll see their cycles. There's bull cycles and growth stocks goes up from 1980 all the way to 2000. Then they hibernate for 10 years. And then after that, other asset classes take over, right? Whatever commodity, et cetera. So you got to be really careful thinking that your shorter-term cycles, your having cycles, will behave the same as those cycles go on, because if a micro tidal wave, so the big tsunami wave of macro t- capital flows shifts, and because there's too much inflation, margins they contract, PDE contraction, all that stuff, then you might not have the results that you've had previously in your cycles. But that said, I put a quarterly chart of Bitcoin quarterly, guys. Reduce the maximum amount of noise. And on a smaller time frames, yes, I know you guys are looking at thirty one k, which is gonna be some good resistance. But the accordingly defined breakdown for Bitcoin was at thirty five k. So for me, I like to see the price on a quarterly basis close close above thirty five thousand, either q one, q two, q q, whatever, one of those q fours. But look what happens after, guys. Once you've done that, you're above the wall. In the next year, there's probably going to be a retest of that break breakout line from above. So, while everybody's going to be buying above 35K, you got to be careful because after that, you could be going sideways for a year, two years. As a macro like chart trader, I want to wait until all that volatility moves away. I want to let that play out, get a higher low. And then once I get a beautiful breakout line, and I'm probably, if ever I go back in Bitcoin, it's probably going to be above 45,000 easy. I want to ride that crazy move. Remember, guys, that, that crazy move where all the lasers rise started coming out when um, I think it was in 2020 when we broke out above 10,000 and we it rocketed up to 65,000? That's what I want to play. Right now, it's too... It's, look, and drop when you drop 70% from a peak and blow off top peak, there's damage, guys. If, if you don't recuperate like in a V-shape. You're going to go up, then it's going to go down. And once that settles... Then we're ready to uh, to rock it upwards.
0: All right. Well, I, I don't know whether to be bullish or bearish. I'm I'm generally it, bullish because I just don't see any well, any more. Like I, I don't know what more blood could be in the waters. Uh, uh, d- Dave, yeah. Let's see. Dave trying to jump in. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. And then yeah. uh, right after Dave, right after this is Scott. I really want to talk about the ETS that launched. That was meant to be the main point of discussion. We haven't even mentioned it, oh, yeah, Scott. Yeah, those. Yeah, right. Yeah,
6: the things so, that matter
0: maybe more than the charts and nice pictures that you like to do, yeah. Dave.
6: I think it's really important to understand context of charts, right? You know, I think, look, I've studied, I've run stat arm desks for 15 years and pure pure charting doesn't work. But what does work are people like Gareth who can put charts and what's going on in context of markets and correlation among assets, all sorts of things. Last year's price action was the result of forced selling. People who had, many people who had bought with conviction And put their place, put their Bitcoin on the wrong platforms, and those and Bitcoin as collateral had to get sold. And I I use that word "had to" because that matters. Every single one of them is now mentally short until they buy back in. And it is really important to understand that context. So you know, there's there's huge air pockets in the chart up to the all time highs. Yes, of course, technical traders are going to trade around it. But remember, something really, really important here. The amount of Bitcoin on exchange has been coming down. The amount of percentage of long-term holders has been going up, basically for a year now. Pretty close, you know. Pretty much after or that. So that that context needs to be considered. All right, Dave.
0: Dave, I'll just I'll just summarize before I go to Vinny. I'll just summarize what he said. Technical analysis does not work, but I like Gareth a lot to say that. So you're welcome, Dave. No, no, that's for... not I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a tool like any other tool. I agree. Exactly. I agree. Sorry, I'll let you finish off, and then before I go to Vinny. Sorry, Dave.
6: No, no, I think I was finished. I think the bottom line is is that you need to consider the context of where people sold. I mean, resistance works because people, you know, of what happened, but forced sellers is are different than non-force sellers. But you had to sell Bitcoin because it was the only thing that created a lot of the price.
0: I think, I think the, the way I'd say it, and then Vinny, I've got a question for you just about EDX before we go to the ETFs. Scott wants to talk about the ETFs. I want to talk about EDX, so I'll talk about EDX. <laughs> but they quite, the thing I want to say is that there is a lot more important factors to determine whether you should enter the market or not. Regulatory action that we're seeing now, um, scams, you know, the list goes on. Um, but then the, the question that I have Sorry, the point I have is that technical analysis comes in for timing after you make a decision based on other factors. Is that
1: a fair statement? Yeah, or? it's a risk. It's a risk management tool, right? And so that's why I always laugh when people argue about their strategies or uh, if they, you know, draw supply and demand, Ichimoku cloud, descending lines. It doesn't really matter. It's your way of managing risk. You can read tea leaves and uh, you know piss on a unicorn if that gives you your interest. As long as it gives you a definable area to set a stop loss and to take profit and to size your position, that's what it's used for. Scott, did you, say, did you just say?
0: Did you just say something? Tea leaves and piss on a unicorn. Draw on tea, I, le- I, tea leaves.
1: Yeah, I mean you can use whatever strategy. You want. I don't know what you guys do over there.
0: Piss, why? piss that's on just unicorns, like... man. That's this is this a, it was, it was, it was a sta- that's a comparison you've made. But Scott, why? So so we were talking me and you in the background, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. We're talking in the background on EDX. And you said like, this has been covered already. I think we should focus on the new ETFs. But I-, I made the statement that I just don't think it's given enough attention. I think it's really, really big news that is underrated by the markets. But do you agree or disagree with that
1: statement? I definitely agree with that statement. Um, it's just that it's been news that's been percolating, I think, since last September and been talked about last November, it was something that was covered. And, and it's just the fact that it's effectively starting to launch now. But I think it's huge because it's obviously Fidelity, Schwab, and Citadel Securities. And this is really the first time you're hearing Citadel. We've heard Fidelity, obviously, they've been mining since 2014 or 15. Schwab, we've heard it, the name Citadel is, is massive. When you put Citadel and BlackRock together in the same week of news, it's uh, pretty astounding that you're talking about the Bitcoin space. But what I find really interesting about the EDX markets is that, A, they're having four assets available, which is Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash. I always laugh that Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash slide in because... They, they said, that, he said that that yeah <laughs> Effectively not deemed securities, so they just go ahead and throw them in there as if anybody cares about Bitcoin Cash. Um, but uh, a- And the fact that it's going to be non-custodial, I think that's the most interesting part, is that uh, they're basically saying that it's a matching engine peer-to-peer from what I can read into, and they're not going to custody any coins and are not working with a third party custodian to do it so i don't know if anybody's looked deeper you, you've
0: into man, that uh, but Scott, you've also mentioned fidelity we, you can kind of use that to pivot to the rumors about fidelity acquiring grayscale is that is, am i right in saying that's a rumor that's been
1: circulating it, it is a rumor that's been circulating we had i think his name's andrew uh, on the other day and he was the one who yeah. tweeted about it and we can't really get much okay i can just tell you that i've spoken to four people at fidelity and i wouldn't wouldn't expect otherwise, but they've all been very dismissive and sort of pissed off that that rumor is going around, to be quite honest. But that could mean it's because it's true. Be,
0: exactly. exactly, exactly. That's, being pissed off is a good thing.
1: Right. So I, I don't know necessarily how to read that. But uh, listen, the bottom line is Fidelity has been the most bullish institution in the crypto space, period, if we're talking about large institutions. Like I said, they've been mining since the early years. They understand this space. They've... Uh, been involved in almost any way, shape, or form, they allow their clients to buy and sell the assets. So that wouldn't be a surprise. But quietly, while we've been talking about what Fidelity is going to do, we saw Wisdom Tree file for an ETF, Invesco again, Bitwise refile. I mean, everyone's getting in line here, obviously, now that they see BlackRock. The question is, do they know something that's up or is it just, oh shit, BlackRock's here, we got to get in line for when these start to get approved. And that that is a... Tougher question. By the way, Bitcoin just hit thirty thousand dollars, at least temporarily. Holy shit! Did it just hit
0: thirty thousand dollars? I don't even look at the markets. I thought we're still back at like hitting twenty. We just hit twenty nine k or something. Yeah. Maybe give us. How, how much has it? How much has it risen in the last
1: uh, uh, last twenty four hours? And what are the outs looking like? Yeah, let me let me let me take a quick look honestly because uh, I just happened to see it flash by on our uh, on our. What does that? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Gareth, what does that mean? Where's Gareth and, and uh, Patrick just dropped off? But Gareth, what does that mean? that uh, Bitcoin hit it 30k. Are you you more and more bullish? Is that a big thing? You just mentioned 30 to 31k. Well, we just broke through 30k. Is that we barely just broke? So I know it's too early, but is that? You know, should we be celebrating? Should people in the comments be going yay and putting these emojis of uh, of that stupid rocket going to the moon? Gareth, don't don't leave me now. Gareth, is our rocket going to the moon? Gareth, Gareth, our, our bags are gonna pump. Should I enter the market, Gareth? Did Gareth just say buy all of
1: the altcoins, what it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he said, he said he said he said buy all the meme coins. If Bitcoin go cross thirty k, if you want to correct that, Gareth, you gotta be quick and unmute. That's how no, a I bait Scott. That's usually worse. He's but not, Scott you said something about Pepe. I'm not sure. Go ahead. No, don't mention no, no, no. <laughs> Scott is joking. We all don't hold Pepe. Trust me, man. You don't want to mention a meme his name or that you'll you'll get a lot of hate if it pumps. So, we don't none of us own Pepe and Gareth did not mention Pepe. You're welcome, Scott. I'm covering your ass again. Uh, but Scott, give us, quick, give us a quick market update. How much did he, uh, what, what's the market response to the last 24 hours? And then if Gareth doesn't jump in, we'll try to get Rand to give us his thoughts if that's massive news if we broke through 30K. But go ahead, Scott.
1: I'm seeing Bitcoin now, 2098.76. Uh, but I'm just checking quickly, about up about 12% in the last 24 hours, which is Holy pretty shit. major. And Ethereum now uh, lagging pretty hard, 1848 up 7.35% in the same amount of time so obviously uh all coins underperforming bitcoin which i think is largely expected in-
0: what about the rest of the alts what about what about the rest of the alts Axie,
1: all the ones that were deemed as security by the sec do you want to give us a cut there i mean, I, I, I gotta i can't at this exact moment if you give me a uh, one minute i'll be able to pull that up i just wasn't i wasn't ready for it man yeah um, let me r- pull up coinberg it, it is all what right. it is let me let me get um uh,
0: let me get uh, uh sorry ryan if gareth is not here are you there Look at all the technical guys, suddenly freaking out. Suddenly they can't, I mean, have, I'm you, I'm suddenly here. it's glitching for them.
9: Yeah, well, yeah, you have the yeah, other... No, I'm here, uh, I'm here. What was the question? Uh, uh, we, we, we'll, we'll just... By the way, yeah. you told
1: everyone to buy Pepe while you were gone. Good job. No, no, you did, <laughs> did not, everyone. He did not. Scott, stop it, man.
0: <laughs> stop, bro. But Gareth, uh, uh, the recent, so did Bitcoin just break 30k or is that not true, Scott?
1: It tapped it depending on the exchange. All you look
0: all right? And, so uh, so it's so, so if it hit twenty nine before it broke through. So Gareth, if we actually break thirty k, I know you mentioned thirty to thirty one k. What do you need to to start becoming more and more bullish? Like, does it need to break it and stay there for a certain period of time? How important is thirty k, not thirty one k? And how long do you need to see it above thirty k?
9: Yeah. So, so the, the high from the previous move up was 31K. So you really want to see it get above 31K. And then you need to see a daily close there. And really what you want to see is even multiple days after it just staying there. It doesn't have to continue up. In fact, it would be better if it just goes sideways. That would create that bullish flag pattern that would then dictate that that there's not a massive amount of sellers. So so when a bull flag forms after a move, what's happening is that there are sellers right at that level, because it is a level where it's had previous resistance, but there's an equal amount of buyers. And that's the beautiful thing about it. When you can have a move up like Bitcoin has had, and you have an equal amount of buyers still that are negating the sellers, that's a very, very bullish thing for the next wave of sellers to overpower those, excuse me, the next wave of buyers to overpower those sellers and charge it up
0: and charge it up can you repeat again where do you see bitcoin if we if we break 31k close above 31k assuming no black swan events could we see the beginning of a new bull run and 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 how would that how would the next 2 years look like again assuming no and we could kind of wrap the space on this final beautiful point and that Gareth would give us on the markets and before that let me just remind everyone um the pin tweets above we do have our sponsor we're now starting to get accept sponsors so the first sponsor is a project that's going to have a pretty big announcement coming in. The project's called Planet. Uh, I'll pin it above again. You should definitely check them out. Um, and and they have the goat. We're calling it the goat um, because Rand is not allowing us. I'll be announcing who's going to be their spot, their 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 um uh, not advisor, but the face of the project. Um. So they teamed up with a global superstar. So you definitely check out Planet. Um. That's number one. Number two, if you do want to shout out on the show. Or more importantly, what I really like, if you want to be incubated by uh, by us and, and have us, you know, help you out with whatever you need to build your project. We've been doing this for for since twenty seventeen. Hit us up as well. The pinned tweets are above with the emails, or you could just DM any of the hosts that you see. And lastly, we'll see you again tomorrow uh, after Gareth gives wait, us wait, wait. My, a my final mind quick mind. update. Well, I gave you I gave oh,
2: you a chance. Mind. I gave you a chance, man. You can't just come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come! Yes, before yes, you sir. let Gareth, yes, before you let Gareth finish, this, because we gotta let, we gotta do the right thing and let Gareth summarize this, for, uh, just give us uh, finishing thoughts. But, um, am I allowed to shill one of our own products that I'm very excited about? One of, the- of yeah, man, of so course. We- go ahead,
0: and I will not end the space as you shill it. Oh, I okay. promise. There we, there we
2: go. Five, four, three, two. Oh man, okay. <laughs> So we have a product called Banter Bubbles, which is a, which displays all the tokens as bubbles. It's an app which is available on Android and on iOS. And inside each bubble is a chat. So the idea is you wake up in the morning, you switch on the bubbles, you see which bubbles are big and which bubbles are red and which bubbles are green. And uh, inside each bubble is a chat. So it shows you exactly why. So people are chatting about why the bubbles are red and green. Now, we are running a, a promotion for the next 24 hours. Anybody that uh, downloads the apps and is caught speaking in the bubbles uh, can, can stand a chance to win a thousand dollars and two thousand dollars if you have been speaking in the bubbles. I just sent you a tweet. If you could pin it, it's also it's also a tweet that's pinned. I've already I've already pinned it. It's pinned on your profile. Yeah, I've already pinned it. just it's it's now. Be, be cool to get this community talking in the banter bubbles as well, we we really believe that That's the the best way to drive the community. So thank you, and I think now we should hand over to Gareth to. Um, to, to uh, give us some closing thoughts. Right, Marianne?
0: Should I, Ran, how close are you to Gareth? You know what I mean. How I close mean, are you to Gareth? Gareth's Be honest. Family, Gareth is he's part of the... He's, 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 are you he's sure? The, he's
2: are you family, sure, yeah? La familia,
0: la familia. Alright, well, based on your feedback just now, I will give Gareth the final word. Scott, do you mind if I give Gareth the final word? Just want to see if you know what I mean. Can Gareth give us final feedback? Alright, cool. Scott, give me an okay. So, Gareth, uh, Scott and Ran
9: approved this <laughs> please final words on the markets everyone's waiting for it all yours all uh, right all right final words watch thirty-one thousand on bitcoin let's go